This is the Prep the Room podcast, where we've served over a million guests, and we're here to lend our knowledge so that you can create some awesome guest experiences. Ladies and gentlemen, hosts and hostesses, welcome back to another edition of the Prep the Room podcast. As always, PTR is sponsored by Turnify, the app that helps you automate your Airbnb cleaning and helps you hire cleaners in a click. So check it out in the app store today. I swear it will make your life easier. Sunday brunch will make a return uh, as a fun part of your day rather than a time when you're taking calls. Uh, Today we are going to talk about guest complaints, everyone's least favorite topic, but there seems to be a lot of chatter in various Facebook groups about this and and various online forums that, that I'm a part of and my team's a part of. And um, one of the things I wondered as I kind of looked through this was many hosts are posting about how should I respond to this guest complaint? You know, the guest couldn't find a parking spot and now they're demanding a refund for their night stay. And, and how does this come about? I mean, it's sort of illogical to think that a hotel would refund a guest because parking on the street, you know, public city parking was limited, um, right? Even though it's clearly laid out in their listing um, that the, the parking is limited, it's on the street, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then you see some cleaning complaints. Guests are saying, well, I found a hair on the floor and, and because it's COVID, this room was not cleaned or this house was not cleaned and I want a refund. Um, and hosts are giving it, right? And, and so now we're in this weird sort of spiral, which is we have set the tone for guests that if they complain enough, we will give them a free vacation. And they're going to go and they're going to tell their seven friends that they can get a free vacation and those guys will come in and and they'll complain enough to get a refund out of you and 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 the, the list continues. So it's a really, really difficult time um, in that in that spectrum of hosts. Granted, it's not happening a lot, but today we'll talk about some data from actual hotels on their top five complaints and how they handle them. And, and you'll get an understanding on on that perspective. Um, so one of the things I did is I went and researched to understand what are hotel guests complaining about and how are hotel staff members trained to respond to those complaints. Um, in our world, uh, many of the hosts uh, that we come across do not have experience as a director of hotel housekeeping or director of guest services. Um, so it likely means that when you get your first guest complaint, you're not going to understand well, you know, what it is to to what it takes to handle that in, in sort of this technical manner as a hotel expert, right? Which is fine. You weren't a director of housekeeping or, or maybe you were, who knows, but uh, nonetheless, uh, it may make it hard for you to understand how to, how to deal with that. So let's get a little perspective today. I'm going to run through these kind of quickly, but basically a uh, ticketing app for hotels by the name of Alice put out a study. Uh, I believe it was in 2015. Uh, 2017. Um, and basically what they did is they pulled a few hundred thousand tickets from hotels that use their platform. And they they wanted to understand what is the general trend? What percentage of complaints come from service and cleaning? And, and how are these folks handling this? So, um, and just for reference, Alice handles everything, hotels, uh, uh, vacation rentals, uh, vacation rental hotels, I mean, co-working spaces, everything. Um, so it's a really good sort of chunk of data that they pulled. Um, and funny enough, the first complaint, uh, the, 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 the item that gets the most complaints 
um, in their uh, ticketing system is temperature. Um, so think about this, 24% of guests complain about the temperature in the room and that they feel too hot or too cold. Um, granted, in a very small number of cases, right, it, it's, it's got to be extremely rare. I have never stayed in a hotel that doesn't have a thermostat, um, but I know that some hosts block use of a thermostat or put a floor and a ceiling on it, but 24% of guests feel too hot or too cold in their room. Um, and a recommendation on how to handle this would be to direct your guests to the thermostat and help them understand how to operate it. Um, now, this is shocking to me because sometimes we even see guest complaints that say, well, the, the, the house was awesome, but it was too hot, right? And they have a thermostat and HVAC and all of this stuff, but nearly a quarter of guests complain about the temperature in their room. Um, so I don't know how relevant this is to you, but this is shocking that this is the top one. Um, and hotel staff are generally recommended to uh, direct guests to change the temperature, right? Very simple. There's no refund. There's no, um, you know, obviously you want to feel empathetic. Okay, you know, I, I, I do apologize that it, the temperature is not right. In some cases, if you have staff on site, maybe you'll even go and adjust the thermostat for them. Um, but nonetheless, Definitely odd for a first complaint there. Um, the next one is 14% of guests are unable to connect to the Wi-Fi or complain that it is too slow. Um, so when I take a look and understand what the directive is for housekeeping staff, um, it says that there's while there's not much staff can do about slow Wi-Fi, many guests simply need help connecting when they first check in. Um, so while you... Uh, when you get your guest complaint, and this goes for any complaint, Wi-Fi, thermostat, cleaning, whatever, the first thing that you should do is 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 be empathetic, right? I totally understand your situation. I apologize that you're trying to work and you can't connect to the Wi-Fi. You need to understand an explanation of why, right? You don't want a guest to tell you that, oh, I can't connect to your Wi-Fi, and then you're on the phone with the cable company instantly and saying your Wi-Fi is broken. Meanwhile, it's just your guest that couldn't log into the Wi-Fi. So you have to go through this process, this logical process of saying, okay, I hear you, I understand your complaint, but tell me more. All right? If you don't have those relevant details, you're going to spend four hours on the phone with your cable company or, or run around and try to find a hotspot or some other solution. Meanwhile, your guest is it's just simply having uh, trouble going through the steps of connecting. Um, so the number two complaint was Wi-Fi. Guests uh, feel that it is too slow, especially now, right? It makes sense. Everyone is uh, working remotely. Well, at this point, some folks are going back, but uh, a lot of folks, a good majority of folks are working remotely. So 14% um, of guests feel that the Wi-Fi is too slow. Uh, the next one here is 11% of guests feel there's too much noise heard from inside the room. Um, so we see this uh, mostly in apartment buildings, apart hotels, um, rentals that are sort of concentrated, if you will, not so much in an individual house. Uh, sometimes cities in the ho uh, houses in the city, in a, in a major metro, guests will complain of traffic, et cetera. But you know, it's not it's not something that you can do. Um, the only option that you have here, um, the directive would be to a hotel staff member, it says, uh, your staff can offer to move the guest up several floors or across the floor plan. So 
this may not be a situation that you can change if you your house is or your uh, your your house or your apart hotel is next to a highway. There's nothing that you can change. Otherwise, um, put this in your listing, right? So if you set the expectation up front, there is traffic, there is some noise. If you are a light sleeper, we can provide you with a white noise machine and earplugs and do everything in your power to let the guests understand that this is something that you will encounter, so that they don't complain about it when they come in because you can't change it. Right. And as long as you put the information into your listing, into your welcome material, and then you put a white noise machine and earplugs in the unit, there's not a situation where they can go to you or to Airbnb or whatever OTA they booked on and say, this, this room is so loud. I can't stay here. I want a full refund. Right. And then, and then it will be granted. So, so protect yourself from those situations, especially the noise one, because it's, it's unlikely that that's something you can change unless the noise is coming from unruly guests down the hall or you have six units in the same building or you're in a building with a bunch of other operators and and some of them have party guests. That's a situation where you can involve building management or reach out to the operator, et cetera. Um, but this is a situation, you know, noise is one that you want to set the expectation up front so that guests are educated on the noise level in the unit before they arrive. Um, and the next one, right? So now we're on number four, right? So we went to the top three complaints. The, the fourth complaint is guests feel that their rooms are not clean enough. Um, this is probably pretty, probably more common in vacation rentals, I would say. Um, because again, I think guests understand that they're booking with a homeowner. That's not a Marriott, right? So if I was to pose you two scenarios, A, you're checking into a uh, vacation rental owned by Betty Sue and she uh, it, this is her only property and this is how she spends her days is taking care of this property. So you book a hotel, you book a rental with her, you check in and it's, you know, you find something that you don't like, right? Something is not to your standard and, and you complain and you ask for a refund, right? You want your night comp, do you want your cleaning fee comp, do you want whatever, a whole slew of, of instances there. Um, now, now on the other side, check into a, a, a big corporate hotel, right? You check into a Marriott downtown and your room is not, um, your room is not, you know, to your liking. Um, un it's unlikely that they'll comp you your, their cleaning fee or your night, but it's, it's possible that they would offer another solution. You know, maybe they'll move rooms, comp you a lunch, uh, something like that. So in the two scenarios, Betty's vacation rental, maybe she doesn't have the, uh, uh, experience to, to provide solutions to guests that, that come up with complaints. So in this case study, it says that uh, hotel staff are expected to offer a quick solution, which would include a re-cleaning. And for the guests that are truly disgusted and outraged, you can offer them to move to a new room and a fresh start. Um, if they won't move, offer them a complimentary meal in the restaurant or a spa treatment while the cleaning staff takes another swing at making the room pristine. So like in the example I just mentioned uh, about checking into a, a hotel versus a vacation rental, as a vacation rental owner, this is the way that you should think. So when a guest complains, let's revert to our logic, right? I am so sorry to hear about your complaint. I'm so sorry to hear that this does not meet your standard. I totally understand it. Can you tell me more about it? Because in some cases, these guests are going to find you know, the little corner of the room behind the couch on the third floor um, that, you know, hadn't been touched by your your housekeeping team and has some dust on it. And this is going to be the crux of their complaint. 
and they're going to leverage this to try to get get money out of you. Um, and what we don't want to do is we don't want to try to buy their good review because what, what happens is a refund is not going to fix that experience for them. A refund is going to put money back in their pocket and they may tell you they're not going to write a good review, but your goal should be to solve the experience that the, the, you provide a solution that gives them the experience that they want. Don't just simply try to refund them to, to buy their happiness, right? Cause in most cases it's not going to work. So if we take the example that the, uh, that the uh, insights gave us, um, what we can then say to the guests is, tell me more about this complaint. And they're going to say, well, I found dust in the, in the back room, you know, over the third floor under the couch. And, you know, it's not really something that I want to be around. Well, great. Here's what I can do is there's a coffee shop down the street. I'm going to give you a $25 gift card, go down there and have some coffee. And by the time you're done, my cleaners will have cleaned up the dust and they'll touch up everything else that that you guys used as you were entering in the home. That's a different scenario. I am solving for their experience. I am not saying, oh, I can't believe the cleaners did this. I'm so sorry, guests. I'm disgusted with it. Uh, I'm going to give you a $150 refund and your night is free, right? That sets a wrong expectation and it's not solving their experience. So what we really want to do is understand why are they saying it's not clean? Send me photos and I can understand why. And you may then come up with a solution, a quick one that solves their experience, right? So the guest is upset. Now for the ones that are totally outraged and, and there's something materially wrong with the unit, maybe your housekeeping team didn't clean it at all because somebody was sick or whatever, um, that may be a different scenario because then they, they are unable to uh, check in at the check-in time, they're unable to stay, um, or they're unable, you know, if they check in late at night, the room is not cleaned and then, you know, you can't get a housekeeper there until the next morning and, and they're not interested in cleaning it, which most guests aren't. Um, I can then understand comping part of a night. But in many cases, I mean, it, it is extremely rare, the scenarios that uh, we come across that would warrant any sort of refund. But we're seeing that this is the knee jerk reaction. Um, because in some cases, and I don't want to put this totally on host, but in some cases we see that the cleaning fee is an easy grab. So I guess we'll have a sort of minor complaint um, and say there's a stain on a sheet. And, and the host's first reaction will be to come to us and say, the guest found a stain on a sheet. I'm not going to pay you at all for this cleaning. I want the labor, I want the supplies. I want everything totally for free because I'm going to give it to my guest. Right. And, and while that hurts your vendors and your you know, cleaning lady or whoever it is that you use, you're not you're not solving everything. It's, it's negatively impacting all the areas of your business. You're, you're negatively impacting your, your contracted vendor or your in-house staff or your independent that you work with. Um, you're not positively impacting the guest experience since you're just paying them, you know, for a good review at that point. So, you know, at this point, I would say understand what the problem is in full with detail and then come up with a quick solution. And in 99% of the cases, sending them to coffee, dinner, a drink, whatever, and getting it taken care of immediately and sending them back will 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 solve it. Um, and I think that should be the first reaction. So come up with what your game plan is because this is 10% uh, of guests, right? So not a huge number, but enough that we should have a game plan in place for when it happens. The fifth one is going to be 9% of guests have slow or unsatisfactory service. You know, in, in the world of hosting that, that, 
you know, it's not going to be uh, on staff or, or on site staff service, which is what this refers to. In some cases, you may have a front desk person if you have a small hotel or it, usually this is going to fall to the communications team, the, the guest communications folks. Maybe that's you answering guest messages. Um, but at 9% of guest complaints, we have the uh, service. So there's a lot of tools out there that can help you reply quicker. There's a lot of tools out there that can help you monitor your reply times and kind of get proactive with this. I mean, if if you're getting poor ratings based on response time, you're probably not the person for the job. I mean, let's be realistic. I mean, if you have an Airbnb and your guests are complaining that you're not responding enough, but everything else is great, don't don't be the anchor that brings down the ship. I mean, it's too easy to go out and find a co-host or grab a property manager that you know, can manage it for 10% and then you don't have to worry about it. Right. I mean, if you were, if you are so focused on your guests, then your response times would be instant and that's what everybody wants. So, so in this case, you know, 9% of guests complaining about service, it's probably, you know, your response time or how quickly you can handle certain things. Just make sure you're communicating with them in a, in a, an effective way. And if you don't have that ability, you know, ensure you can automate it to the best, best that you can and then find ways to plug in for the, the scenarios that you can't automate. The uh, solution here is that uh, service complaints are most likely to be bogus or at least not based entirely in reality, but each one should be taken seriously for the sake of guests and solving any real problems when they occur. Um, so the solution here is to apologize to the guests and offer the closest thing your hotel can provide to what they expected to receive. If the issue could be legitimate, a rude staff member or an unfortunate meal, make sure to conduct an investigation to make sure it doesn't happen again. So this sounds eerily familiar. We just talked about when you get a complaint, you need to understand why. Not only are you trying to understand why so that you can solve this complaint, but you need to understand why so that you can solve it in the future. So with a cleaning complaint, like we mentioned, if there was dust, under the couch on the third floor, you want to understand why, not only so that you can solve it right away, but that in the future, you know, tomorrow when you call your housekeeping company, you don't want to say, you know, that the house was dirty. How, how you know, how could you leave it so dirty? You want to say, there was dust under the third floor couch. Is this a part of your cleaning checklist? Is this a part of your cleaning SOP? Um, if not, can we add it so guests don't complain about it in the future and it is dust-free? Um, it's as easy as that. So understanding the why behind every single complaint that is brought up um, is important uh, for a number of reasons. And, and, and that's one, is that so you can solve it today for this guest and solve it going forward. So I think at this point, it's safe to say that there are different ways in which a traditional hotel service provider or hotel accommodation uh, provider handles guest complaints from an experience perspective rather than focusing on sort of what your knee-jerk reaction is. Um, so it's really interesting to read some of this stuff and I think it's really relevant. And what I would say is if you're not if you're not having active you know instances where you're trying to handle guest complaints today or yesterday, it's it's a great thing, right? 98% of our hosts across the US are not having these issues, but there there is a small percentage that do. I think it's important to understand what happened in the past, right? If you're not having issues now, understand what happened in the past so that if you don't have a game plan for them now because there's no complaints happening, put that game plan together while there's no complaints because when the next one pops up, 
you're not going to be in a situation where everyone's panicking and there's pure chaos and everything needs to get done yesterday and you don't have a solution for your guests and now you are reaching into your pocket because that's all you know that's left as a solution is to pay them off um understand what your plan is i mean it's it's important to do so i think now more than ever this stuff is incredibly relevant because think about the sort of nature of where we stand today which is that the risk for guest complaints is probably the highest in history and that's twofold so a prices are the highest that they've ever been prices are the highest that they've been you know in history so guests are are paying top dollar so they want to earn they want to they want to earn that 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 stay that they've paid for and they feel like it is a tremendous cost so their expectation will be incredibly high. So I think the pricing is is pushing some of these guests to complain like they haven't in the past. And I think it's important to understand that it, it's going to affect how your resolution strategy works because they are paying a higher dollar amount. So maybe you would sort of change things from your from your weekday booking that runs 50 bucks a night. Now that you're charging, you know, 250 on the weekend, maybe we want to up the ante a little bit on on what our resolution is. Um, the other thing is, obviously, due to COVID, guests are you know hyper focused on everything related to cleaning and organization and things like that. So guests are really looking around the entire apartment, entire rental. So they're really focused on all of these things, um, and it is really, really important that you understand um, exactly what the state of your rental is. Has it had a deep clean recently? Is it you know, in tip top shape. I mean, these are things that you, you, you really need to ensure you're being proactive about rather than reactive because reactive costs money. Um, and so I think those two things, the higher pricing due to COVID are resulting in a slew of new complaints from hypersensitive guests and, and hosts are inclined to refund things that traditionally shouldn't be refunded, whether in a hotel or in a part hotel or whatever it is that you operate. Um, and I think that's creating this weird spiral that we're in. So, you know, I think in summary, we want to make sure that we're setting our expectations up front. If you have a noisy rental, if parking sucks, say it up front, say it in your welcome materials. It'll it'll reduce the risk of a guest complaint. And in, in the other scenarios, you know, the top five complaints that we found, which are room temperature, can't access the Wi-Fi, I, you know, the room is too noisy and my room isn't clean or, or your service isn't great. I mean, understand what your plan is to solve these. If these are the top five complaints, understand that this could possibly happen to you, will probably happen to you, and you need to understand how to quickly handle it. So I think setting an expectation is, is, is one thing, but, you know, making sure that you have a plan to solve for experience, make sure that they have the stay that they paid for, and everybody will be happy. Anyways, that's what I have for you today. And uh, as we lead ourselves out, let's go ahead and grace our guests with the greatest hospitality that they've ever seen. Have an amazing day, and we will see you next week. Next week, we've got an incredible guest. So hopefully you'll join us, and we'll see you then.